0: Part one of session 50. We're halfway through, and here we're going to talk about the experiential catalyst programming and a little glimpse on the love of the negative entity. Let's begin. If you remember from the last session, we talked very much about the Kundalini and the dynamic that exists between the energy centers for the raising of the Kundalini. So now this session is going to start with a conversation about how experience is actually attracted to the individual. So there's gonna be a mention about the South Pole, which uh, that's the reason why I'm mentioning last session because I think it's important to keep in mind, um, always remember that if you study the Law of One, it's important to relate what's the what was the, the line of thoughts that Don was having and the conversation that they were having previously, because they always impact, or almost always, they impact the conversation that comes afterwards. So in this case, that's the reminder to go back to uh, the Kundalini, which was the the core of uh, the dialogue between Don and Ra before. And so this conversation is going to be related to that. And we're going to talk about the South Pole. Now, I don't have much of an introduction other than uh, send you back to last session if you didn't watch that. But if you're up to date, then great, because we can start talking about this and... Um, yeah we can start it's going to be interesting we first we're, we're also going to talk about the live programming uh as it is because and that's also something that we talked about i believe it's session 48 or also 49 i forget uh but we already talked about the um, the programming of i think it was session 48 actually but we talked about that Programming that happens in, um, in in a lifetime, in an incarnation. So that's also relevant here. Even though we're just gonna touch it, but just for you to know that those two sessions, the last two sessions, are very important. So reread it um, if you want to get really into this part. And if not, I'll make my best as usual just to recap and try to compact things so it makes more sense. And with that, let's just start with the first question that I have. Actually, the first question, of course, just how was Carla? And the answer that uh, Ra gave was that she was, as previously stated, uh, this is all to do with her energy. And that's how she was. So in any case, question two, Don says, in the last session, you made the statement that experiences are attracted to the entity through the South Pole. Could you expand on that and give us a definition of what you mean? So Ra says, it takes some consideration to accomplish the proper perspective or grasp in the sense of the above information, meaning the attraction from the South Pole. The South or negative pole is one which attracts. It pulls unto itself those things magnetized to it. So with the mind-body-spirit complex, the inflow of experience is of the South Pole influx. You may consider this a simplistic statement. Oh yes, <laughs> that's a very simplistic statement. So let me, uh, let me complexify then for you. <laughs> let me just add some shades to this uh, monochromatic uh, statement. So, um, in terms of how experience uh, is, is acquired metaphysically, we can see it as a function of the South Pole, because the entity is constantly flowing, and this flow of energy is what we talked about—the Kundalini. It's energy that is just going up. Uh, the um, experiential nexus, which we can call us—we are that nexus of experience that is, is happening. You see, there is no experience and the experiencer. There is just experience. This is something that some of you who are into. Advaita, uh, Vedanta—you will know what non-duality means in terms of there is no subject and object; there is just uh, experience. You see. So, in the same way, you are experience. You know, and what what it's for the concession of the mind, as a concession for the mind, we can. We can say that there is an experience being attracted to to the entity. This is just as a me, uh, mechanic way of seeing things, but it's not really mechanical. It's like trying to describe the mechanics of organics. <laughs> it makes no sense, but it's easier for us to communicate. You know, the seed, the stem, you know, the petals and so on. So, but there is just one thing. There is just one flower. So. The same way we're talking about here, experience, right? And uh, to to see the the mechanism here is the South Pole that is attracting the experience, so there is a, a flow of energy. And like we discussed before, I think I mentioned this in the last video, is that the South Pole is not necessarily. Uh, It's not at all the root chakra, even though it's related to it, because it's the first energy center that perceives experience. And we'll we'll get to that. But um, so far, this is what Ra is saying, you know, when they say it takes some consideration to accomplish the proper perspective for grasping the sense of the above information, meaning how the experience is attracted to the South Pole. And this is emphasized at the end when they say you may consider this a simplistic statement because That is a very simplistic statement just to say that all experience is being attracted, you know, through uh, through the South Pole. Uh, But what is experience? See, that's the question. So Ross says the South or negative pole is one which attracts, that is the function of the magnetic, the the attractive, the feminine. They don't mention it here, but we call it feminine too. Um, So uh, it pulls onto itself, those things magnetized to it. I think this this phrase um, kind of invites us to 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 paint it with so many things that are magnetized to ourselves because you can see people all around and you invariably will see that everybody is attracting different experiences. That is because they are magnetized differently. See it pulls onto itself those things magnetized to it. Magnetize or um, say the programming which we're gonna get into is what decides what's going to be attracted there. So again, it's a simplistic statement that the the South Pole is just going to attract, but it's not going to attract physical, you know, inert experience. It's going to be very specific in terms of what it attracts. So this has to do, like I said, with programming. And you will see that two people may be in the same environment, but they both attract different things to it. Um, and this, this is part of the catalyst that is needed, too. And it gets very complex, as you can see. But the, the nature of it is that, you know, the South Pole, in terms of this, the, the dynamics of the, um, uh, the polarity that exists between positive and negative, this is what the negative is doing, it's attracting experience. So, uh, last part that I have is, so with the mind-body-spirit complex, the inflow of experience is of the South Pole influx. I don't think I need to explain that anymore. So, so far we just have that. We have the attraction of experience, based on programming, uh, on catalysts that is needed, of course, and simply what you, the, the, probably the best word that I, I've skipped so far is will. You know, the will, Of your will is what's going to also dictate where you're going to attract things to or where you're gonna attract things from rather so you know your will once you once you become a master of your will and this is something that's been said in all kind of uh, occultism and um, any any ancient traditions actually you know they, they emphasize the will you know how uh, the focus of your attention really is what's going to dictate what you attract. Karma is another thing. You, you see how this can get even more and more complex. <laughs> uh, karma is another thing. You know, things that you have put into motion, they will come to you again. You know, and that is attraction. How do you attract it? The South Pole. So you get the picture so far. So let's move on. Next part. Ross says the only specific part of this correctness is that the red ray or foundation energy center being the lowest or root energy center of the physical vehicle will have the first opportunity to react to an experience, to any experience. In this way, only you may see a physical locus of the South Pole being identified with the root energy center. In every facet of mind and body, the root or foundation will be given the, op- the first opportunity uh, to function. So... A um, couple of things here. Now that we know that, Ross says the only specific part of this correctness that is that the red of you know the South Pole attracting is that the red ray being the foundation will be um, the one that attracts the first opportunity or actually has the first opportunity to react to that attraction. So experience is being attracted in the form of catalyst. Catalyst is providing experience. And it's attracted through the South Pole, which is just the, um, the magnetic part of the self, that will come, and the first reactor is going to be the root chakra. It's going to be, obviously, you know, it's, the energy is moving. Now, when they say, and I like this, uh, in this way, only you may see a physical locus of the South Pole being identified with the root energy center you cannot identify it until you are conscious of it. <laughs> so the first consciousness, or the first focus of consciousness is the root chakra. And so when it comes to you, you will not see it until you first identify it as um, survival, as the as life-giving, you know? So that is that's, that's the key thing, that only you can identify the South Pole with the root energy center, Because if I were to see it from another perspective, then I would just see the experience coming to you. And um, you wouldn't identify it until you are conscious of it, (laughs) until you become aware of it, right? That's just the nature of things. So, but the South Pole is not the the root chakra, let's put it that way. So, it's pretty simple. The root chakra will be the first one to react to it. Is that what they say? will be given the opportunity to function first. We'll be given the opportunity to function first. So yeah, first reaction, root chakra. Next, they say, what is this opportunity but survival? This is the root possibility of response and may be found to be characteristic of the basic functions of both mind and body. You will find this instinct the strongest and once this is balanced, much is open to the seeker. The south pole then ceases blocking the experiential data. And higher energy centers of mind and body become availed to of the opportunity to use the experience drawn to it. So um, again, you know, what is this opportunity? First opportunity, but survival to see things in um, in survival. And again, survival is not in this sense, at least to me, doesn't mean um, fighting for my life. You know, survival in that sense, but just the the quality of being alive, the quality of of sensing life, of being a thing here, right? So that is the first reaction. Everything, everything passes through that first reaction. Um, this is the root possibility of response and may be found to be characteristic of the basic functions of both mind and body. Of course, because the body and the mind are limited. They are limitations of consciousness to feel the world to experience the world. So the this is characteristic of the mind and the body because that's anything that is limited will feel by nature. And this is where in consciousness we as a humanity are stuck in, or at least one of the biggest blockages that we have is that survival is a thing because we haven't even um, become aware that we are infinite Um, for you you know people who study the law of one this is you know first grade or kinder type of information you know you are infinite you know that but for the majority of people this is not you know uh, self-evident so it is what it is, uh, and you know this is just how we uh, we process experience. You can see this in society again by all the interests and the uh, the fear porn that's being uh, promulgated uh, incessantly, because this is you know what feeds uh, the majority of people's needs, and that's just you know how it is. It's changing rapidly. But, you know, we still have seemingly a long way to go. You know, like Ra said, you know, we can all, you know, um, in a big moment of inspiration, we can all say, wake up rather than say this. But they said in a big moment of inspiration, you know, we can uh, shift our consciousness. But for now, this is how it is. So it's a good example to see how, you know, this is the mind and the body always. This is why I emphasize it, because as we identify ourselves with the mind and the body, we believe we're limited. And by believing we are limited, we think it's going to end. Something will come to its end. I mean, it's just natural. If you feel that you're a limited being, then you fear for your uh, survival. In fact, let me make the, uh, the side note here. (laughs) <laughs> because it does illustrate, and I just love it. You know I me. Mean? I love this stuff. You can see that this is the, um, the the modus operandi of the rulers in history. And, of course, you'd be a fool to think that it's not in effect still, <laughs> because the same rulers have just polished their ways of manipulating uh, people. Of course, I mention again your understanding of the law of one and in this case I'm going to the Orion group the negative philosophy and all this stuff it's pretty easy for you to understand this so I'm not going to extend myself here but you will see that this um, these methods are um, to maintain the uh, the limitations of of the self believing it's um, it's it, It's a mind and it's a body, you know, Um, this is just how how it works. It's it's uh, it's it's maintaining people, society in the belief or in the in 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 the ignorance of knowing who they are, of realizing the self. So this is um, it's it's always kind of um, it's fed to people that we um, we are limited beings that we even even religion you can see this even religion you can get to the point where you see I mean it's so easy at least most religions will tell you that you you need them that's the first thing you need them because they have the truth. And you must study with them. You must learn from them because they have the ways of salvation. This is why we have so many religions. Because and even you know uh, non-duality uh, belief system or philosophies have taken you know a religion or religious touch because this is just a negative philosophy at play to to create the, the illusion of separation. And so, I mean, I can go on here. And I know I had a couple of points in my mind, but they just went away. So I'm just going to go with the flow here. And you get the idea of why, you know, the mind and body uh, feeling uh, separate will feel, you know, this, um, this first, of course. It's just related to that. Let's get back to the session. You will find this instinct the strongest. Yeah, of course. And once this is balanced, much is open to the seeker. This is important because once you balance this activity of feeling uh, a limited being, then much more energy will flow up. The South Pole then ceases blocking the experiential data, and higher energy centers of mind and body become availed, Uh, this is, available means useful, um, and of use, uh, available, um, it doesn't mean available, but it becomes available also. Uh, of the opportunity to use the experience drawn to it. So it's almost like the other energy centers are waiting, of course, for this first focus of attention. goes away, so the energy of the experience just flows up. And again, if you watch the Kundalini video, then you know we were talking about how this works. So first we gotta unblock that, otherwise we're stuck. Question three, Don says, why do you say the experience is drawn to or attracted to the entity? (laughs) Ra says, we say this due to our understanding that this is the nature of the phenomenon of experiential catalyst and its entry into the mind, body, spirit, complex awareness. Hey, listen, we just see it that way. What do you want me to tell you? (laughs) Uh, That's a funny answer. I love it. So, if you want a funny answer again, Ra is going to oblige. Don says in question four, Could you give an example of how an entity sets up a condition for attracting a particular experiential catalyst and how that catalyst then is provided or is learned? Ra says, such an example may be given. (laughs) Uh, God, it's the thing that made me laugh. Uh, Don says, will you give that? And here Ra says, "Uh, we pause to scan this instrument's consciousness for permission to use its experiential catalyst as example we may proceed. This is one instance an extrapolation uh, may be made to other entities which are aware of the process of evolution. This entity chose before incarnation the means whereby catalyst had great probability of being obtained. This entity desired the process of expressing love and light without expecting any return. This instrument programmed also to endeavor to accomplish spiritual work And to comfort itself with companionship in the doing of this work okay so last couple of questions are kind of irrelevant (laughs) i was just done you know asking uh why do you say that this is happening and ross says because that's how we see it you know we just see things flowing this way i don't know (laughs) why do you say that it's daylight uh, because the sun is out and it's shining, I don't know what to tell you. And then the other one is just asking this. And so Ra says, um, "Again, this is just uh, um, an example of how." And they took it to a to a large degree actually, because I think Don's question was actually just, I guess, a simple example, um, an example of how an entity sets up a condition. Oh well, no. See, in the question. In Don's question, you can see why Ra elaborated so much, because it says, how an entity sets up condition, a condition for attracting a particular experiential catalyst and how that catalyst then is provided or is learned. So how you set it up and how it comes and how, is, uh, how it's learned. So, all right. So Ra says first, you know, they scan Carla to make sure that they could use some of her um, program, Experiential Catalyst, and it was fine, so they could proceed. And they said, you know, this is just one instance. This is just one of a plethora of programming that happened and continues to happen because we're, we're being always reprogrammed. We are, it's not like, you know, we were programmed, let loose and, you know, it just happens. I mean, there, there's so much going on here. This um, this may apply to people who are in their first incarnations here. The entities who have graduated from second to third and are in their first incarnations here. We covered that in the last video too, where they were given examples of entities who are in auto, so to speak, um, which means that they're just being provided a catalyst by the guardians and so on. And then, you know, somebody or an entity who has become aware of their divinity. And that means that they can program their catalyst for the next incarnations. We talked about that. So Ra is given an example of obviously Carla, who was an entity who had been here for who knows how many incarnations, but long enough to be aware of her own divinity. And now she can program her catalyst. So she's going to give or they're going to give an example of her catalyst so this is one instant extrapolation may be made to other entities which are aware of the process of evolution see that's the key entities who are aware of the process of evolution if you're questioning because you may get this question right now i wonder if i'm aware of the process of evolution you wouldn't be here watching this look at the views of this uh, video not many people uh, look at the views of any other channel actually that talks about all this stuff and uh, or the websites look at the you intuitively know that there is very few people in the world who are aware of of the evolution the process of evolution spiritual evolution of course and um, they don't say it here but we're not talking about you know Darwinian evolution here we're not talking about Darwin here nor are we talking about astrophysics evolution of inert matter. Uh, Banging around atoms and creating random stuff. We're talking about spiritual evolution. So, um, congratulations, you're into this mess with me. So let's just have fun with it. It's <laughs> all it is, you know. Once once you become aware, you say, like, "Oh, life's not serious after all. <laughs> Let me enjoy it." And that's what I'm doing here with you. So now they're talking about Carly directly. This entity chose before incarnation the means whereby catalyst had a great had great probability of being obtained so before incarnation she programmed to have uh, the means into uh, catalyst would be a, of great availability you know to be obtained you know there was no uh, there were not many limitations let's just say so it was like an open channel and that's what she became right um, this entity desire the process of expressing love and light without expecting any return. If you know Carla, you know this is super accurate. That's how she was. Expressing love and light without expecting anything in return. This instrument program also the in- to endeavor to accomplish spiritual work and to comfort itself with companionship in the doing of this work. This is um, You know how they've mentioned in the past when talking about Carla. And they say, you know, um, I think it was that part where they said, uh, yeah, that she would revel in um, companionship and societal affairs and social uh, uh, intercourse. I think that's the word they use. And so intercourse to me sounds like sex, but well, it is a sort of sex. You know, it's a transferring of energies in um, in a social environment. So. In any case, she programmed that because she loved that. She wanted, well, she didn't program because she loved that. She programmed that because she did, and now she loves that. So she would enjoy more social company and that stuff, and that would energize her vital uh, tanks. Let's put it that way. So that's what they're saying here. You know, see, uh, she also programmed to be, to accomplish the spiritual work in the comfort of uh, other people. Being around other people for this type of work, and that's how she, you know, she lived her life. It was pretty accurate, of course. Once she became aware of that, and of course, you know, she was probably aware of it for a long time. That's uh, that's what you you end up doing. So when you become aware of your own desires, you know, and you see this this also leaves unspoken the fact that not many people decide to do it, you know, with companions and all that stuff. I know I'm a loner. I love it. I just enjoy my solitude. And I know people who enjoy being with other people. They program their themselves that way. That doesn't mean that they can't be by themselves in solitude. But they they draw a lot of uh, energy from that environment in, in uh, social groups. Whereas other people's like me, you know, we enjoy solitude. It's just. Uh, it's beautiful. I've encountered many people who are, in my view, very well balanced. You know, in terms of what they want. It's not that like they're hiding or they're, you know, they're they're engaging in social interactions and everything. They don't get overwhelmed, but they just enjoy. It. You know, if they are by themselves, they just love it, and then they they can spend weeks like that. And all of a sudden, oh, you know, another social gathering or go. It's, a, it's programming, how you endeavor to, to do the spiritual work, because that's it. Spiritual work can be done anywhere, at any moment. So, you know, it, it, there's so much we can get out of just single phrases here. Anyhow, Rock continues and says, agreements were made prior to Incarnation, the first with the so-called parents and siblings of this entity. This provided the experiential catalyst for the situation of offering radiance of being without expectation of return. The second program involved agreements with several entities. These agreements provided and will provide in your time space and space time continuum opportunities for the experiential catalyst of work and comradeship. So agreements were made prior to incarnation. These are agreements between higher selves, between souls. Soul family, soul groups, all that stuff. This is where it stems from. It is the agreement that we made with, say, they're saying in a couple of parts uh, with the so-called parents. I love that. (laughs) So-called parents uh, and siblings of this entity because, um, yeah, you know, your parents are not your parents. They are just more friends. And allies in your programming Um, and this can get very murky for people who have had such a terrible relationship with their parents Um, because you know it's like well I can't consider them you know part of my space family you know that's just unresolved issues that people need to go through and I've been through them myself not with my parents Um, there's you know a couple of things that always come up with your parents that are always you're like, why did this happen? Then you finally realize and say, oh, okay. You know, I see why. Or I can see why this would be, you know, helpful for me. It's all about you. You're the most selfish person in the world. <laughs> this is all about service to self. Because service to others is service to self. Anyways, there's only one self. Uh, see? You didn't expect that. But that's how it works, really. You know, you when you do service to others, you do it because you see yourself in them. So it really is service to self and service to others. This is what Ra says that is much more effective to be of service to others than only service to self, the apparent self. We should start distinguishing that sometimes in my vocabulary. Um, Service to self, the apparent self, or service to the only self that exists. See, so how did I get to this? Parents, okay, siblings and so on you um this is just, i'm just going to make a caricature here for uh, for the notion that you have parents or neighbors or family members whatever that you still have unresolved issues and again this is a caricature this is not how it works but this is a caricature imagine that in previous lives you've had um in again this is so watered down, but imagine you had issues with your, uh, with somebody, with an entity, okay, and that entity you couldn't see. You you had maybe you killed them or you, injured them or whatever. You know, you just couldn't be together. Such a uh, a rejection between the two. So the next life, you both say, oh well we messed that up really bad, huh? <laughs> what do we do? How about we're brothers next time? Hey, how about you're my father? You know, now I am bound to be, you know, with you, and that will kind of dissolve a little bit more our differences, sort of. Again, this is a caricature, but you can imagine how this works. So you have no idea, and I love that Ross says so-called parents and siblings because they're not our, you know, parents all the time. I remember talking to a girl, and uh, you know, she was uh, she was very much attracted to me and um you know i said you know in another lifetime i could have been you know your father and she was like i can't fathom that (laughs) you know because she's thinking of incest i mean this is the limitation of the mind when you believe that you know what you feel for somebody here must have been for other lifetimes always the same it's not true so you know we just exchange roles here in a way that is harmonious for our um evolution so you can see how once you become aware of this you can accept everybody and say you know what i accept everybody because they were here i'm here to accept them because i couldn't accept them maybe in another lifetime just again just play my caricature here but i digress the point is that we make these agreements with them whatever the case may be we don't know we just know that we're here to love them all period that's it And it's not a forceful thing. You're just going to find it in your heart to love him. So, this provided the experiential catalyst for the situation of offering radiance of being without expectation of return. How that happened in her life, I don't know. But that's how it worked. Uh, That provided that catalyst of giving without expecting anything in return. I know from the books that I've read from from Carla, she mentioned a couple of times that... um, I think she had a, a... really uh bad relationship with a brother or something they couldn't they couldn't or or a sister or sibling let's call a sibling they couldn't get together you know because of spiritual beliefs so you can imagine what was happening there and still you know she always offered what she could so that was the opportunity see that's that's a good catalyst there you know not seeing eye to eye like you know my brothers love me for what i do see i don't have that issue they haven't reject me for what i do and what i am you know never so i never had that catalyst you know for me that was just great you know my parents the same thing so i know i didn't program that um so but i did program other stuff obviously which i'm not going to bore you with the details nor is it relevant to this video so i'll continue and the second program you see this is the the second program that they Took out of Carla with her permission, which was the hanging out with people and enjoying and all that stuff. The second program involved agreements with several entities, several entities that she wanted to interact with in this incarnation. These agreements provided and will provide in your. I mean, Carla's dead already, but this was uh, more than 40 years ago, and she died recently in 2015, if memory serves. Um, so. You know, that's just what they said, you know, comradeship, opportunities for experiential catalysts and so on. So everybody you encounter and you have, even if it's a meaningful relationship for whatever the reason, that's something you program with them and you have have something to take out of it. You know, could be very small, could be uh, an exchange uh, with a stranger in an airport for an hour or two while you wait and you have a good insight and you say, wow. Thank you. So, more to cover here. Ross says, there are events which were part of a programming for this entity, only in that they were possibility, probability vortices having to do with your societal culture. These events include the nature of the living or standard of living. The type of relationships enter into in your legal framework, that sounds like marriage to me, and the social climate during the incarnation. The incarnation was understood to be one which would take place on harvest. So these are not programs and agreed. Like say, the first one, it's an you can extrapolate as a. I'm gonna use a terrible world, terrible word that is not right, personal for her own, <laughs> uh, for the higher selves programming you know this is siblings you know and all this stuff or uh, not the siblings but the giving without expecting anything in return that's a program internal program let's call it that then there is the uh, relatedness programming which is the entities which are going to hang out with you and provide catalysts and so on and then this would be the external one the environmental um, catalyst which are again? Pay attention to what Ross says here. Specific words. They were possibility, probability vortices. When they say possibility, probability vortices, are saying. Let me give you an ex- crude example. If I decide to incarnate in a planet which is primitive, possibility, probability vortices of, you know, me dying in a, um. Or not dying. Let me just use another catalyst of. Being, uh, um, I don't know, uh, interacting with people from all over the world. Doing this, it's very small. Very, very small. Because it's a primitive society. So we don't have internet, we don't have any of that. So I don't have that catalyst. its <laughs> I mean, the possibility, probability uh, vortex, or vortex there is so small that it's almost impossible for me to find it. Likewise, you know, if I were to incarnate now, and you know, um, I wanted to find a catalyst for, uh, I don't know, whatever primitive might happen. We're still a primitive society, so I'm kind of uh, wary of <laughs> using an example because I know somebody's gonna say like, oh, "That's still possible here," uh, but you get the idea. I don't need to give you another example. So it depends on the social uh, climate, you know, the structure of society. And those, they say, you know, include the nature of the living or standard of living, of course, how you live. Um, see, here, the possibility, probability of me dying of, of hunger, especially if I was born in the United States or in another country where food is just super available. Uh, people dying from, from, you know, from, uh, from starvation. I would think it is pretty rare here in the US. So, those are very unlikely. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, the standard of living, that has to do with that. The type of relationships enter into your legal framework. That's another thing. How you see relationships and so on. For some reason, that can be a catalyst. You know, how to interact with people and be. I know Carla had a marriage which was uh, a failure. I was, uh, you can read it in the books, book five, she goes on into details of that. So I'm not going to go into the details myself, but you know, she was married Then she kind of married Don in in a very specific ceremony, wasn't, you know, I don't think it was legal. And then she, I don't know if she married Jim or not, but you know, those were the types of uh, relationships that she had. And the legal framework, I know that at least she did it in uh, her first marriage, whatever. In the social climate during the incarnation, yes, this incarnation, also the incarnation was understood to be one which would take place at harvest. She knew, obviously, I mean, we all knew that we were coming here at the harvest. We know that before incarnation. We know the climates here and say, oh, look at this planet, it's going through harvest. Let's go. <laughs> Let's have fun there. So. That's another catalyst, big catalyst, of course. We're all experiencing it right now. It's fun. It's fun. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Otherwise, they're selling on Orion philosophy negative to make you feel fearful. But you can buy anything you want. Ra continues. We have more. There are events which were part of a program for this entity only in that they were possibility, probability, vortices having to do with your societal structure. I'm reading the same thing. I haven't. There we go. These givens, shall we say, apply to millions of your peoples. Those aware of evolution and desirous in the very extreme of attaining the heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding. No matter what the lessons program, they have to do with other selves, not with events. They have to do with giving, not receiving. For the lessons of love are of this nature, both for positive and negative. Those negatively harvestable, will be found at this time endeavouring to share their love of self. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll get to that negative ones. We'll get to them um, in a moment. So. These givens uh, apply to millions of your people because millions, at least millions, 65 millions in 1981 were wanderers. So all of them were looking, you know, at um, attaining love, right? reaching the heart center. But in the same way, millions of people here who are in third density and are evolving, not wanderers, but are evolving. And this applies also, I mean, the previous category applies also to many people who have graduated already, have reached harvestability. This has happened, and this is my speculation. In the past uh, 25,000 years, it has been happening gradually, or exponentially uh, more. I think so. This is just my belief. I think a lot of people, compared to the to the hundred and <laughs> uh, fifty last harvest, fifty thousand years ago, actually no, twenty five thousand years ago, um, fifty thousand nobody, zero. Um, <laughs> so there is uh, there's more people, and they're all coming back as well. These are called yellow rays, and so on. Um, at least those 150 people, 250, uh, 25,000 years ago. But in any case, I feel that you know when they say millions of people are aware of evolution and desires in the very extreme of attaining the heart of love and the radiance which gives understanding. That's blue-green, blue-green energy center. These two. That's what they're trying to do. That's to me a lot of people in this planet. They may be unaware right now of uh, their spiritual evolution, but in the soul level, they are aware. Believe that a lot of people are, and you can see that in people. This is why, in um, in so many people, I see there's a lot of frustration when they want to wake up people because they know. I say, I don't know, my brother. You know, I know he's a he's an old soul, but he's into all this you know relationship issues or you know all this dark stuff that's going on in the world and blah 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 whatever it is you know that's just how they're working but they are aware of that not maybe not conscious right now but at the soul level they are no matter what lessons program Ross says they have to do with other selves not with events you see this is why the self is the only thing there is to study, not other selves, yourself. However, the only way or the best way to see yourself is through other selves, because you are them. Um, To make it a little bit more comprehensible, you are them in the sense that whatever you see in them is really what you're seeing yourself in them. So this is why the object of study may be the self, but other selves are mirrors of you. This is why Ra says it has to do with other selves, not with events. Events are illusory in nature and are only there to provide a catalyst where you can see yourself in others. They have to do with giving, not receiving. Of course, we know that Um, for the lessons of love are of this nature, both positive and negative. Giving, always giving, giving, giving giving without expecting uh, anything in return for the positive and those negatively harvestable will found uh, will be found at this time endeavoring to share their love of self have we not found them they're doing a great job they're doing fantastic actually the negatives are doing phenomenally here on earth because they're doing that they're just sharing you know their love of self look at it look at the world right now Positives are doing the same thing. If you have a keen eye for observation, you will see. This is why I stress so much to people who are afraid of society right now to realize that you're only being projected the negative. You can go see the positive. It's still out there. You know, it's still in, not channels like this, because, I don't know, maybe, well, maybe like this. But, I don't know, just go on YouTube. Go anywhere, and you'll find a lot of love being expressed for no reason. Just... Doing it because, you know, we love it, we just want to do it, that's it. But yeah, I think we have one more paragraph here from Ra, and then we'll go into the next question, which will be the last one for our video. Ra says There are those whose lessons are more random due to their present inability to comprehend the nature and mechanism of the evolution of mind, body, and spirit. Of these, we may say that the process is guarded by those who never ceased their watchful expectation of being of service. There is no entity without help, either through self-awareness of the unity of creation or through guardians of the self, which protect the less sophisticated mind, body, spirit from any permanent separation from unity, while the lessons of your density continue. When I was rereading this uh, recently, I was making the... um, the presentations, or you know, the, the slide, sh- the slideshow. Um, I was taken aback by this. I don't know. I, I'm not very emotional, as you may have seen. Maybe, um, but sometimes something gets me, and it really gets me in the heart. And this was one of them. I'll tell you why. First. Let's get into context. Ra's saying that, you know, there are those whose lessons more are more random. We covered that in the last video, I think, session 48, 49, maybe it was session 48. I don't know. Last couple of sessions kind of merge in my mind, but this has to do with those souls who haven't attained the heart uh, of love, which is a heart chakra, and they're in auto. I mentioned this at the beginning of the video. Automatic. Their their incarnation is automatic, and it's being guarded by those that we call gardeners. Um, Ra calls them gardeners. I think Kuo, which is a combination of Ra Latui and Hatan of the Confederation, also calls them gardeners. But in any case, that's what they're saying. You know, they are being watched, right? Uh, that's what they're saying of these we may say that the process is guarded by those who never cease their watchful expectation of being of service meaning that there are entities whose sole service is to help raise these souls from their ignorance which is typical from second density going to third and you know in third density Some planets like this one, we may be a little bit delayed. (laughs) We may be a little slow into getting this, but this is this is the the heart of the matter, that they are always watchful. And this is what really got me when they say there is no entity without help. Everybody's being helped. So when we feel um, let me just finish it because I love it, either through self awareness of the unity of creation, that would be somebody who is aware of their loving nature and the evolution of uh, or mind, body, spirit, or mind-body-spirit or through guardians of the self which protect the less sophisticated mind-body-spirit from any permanent separation from unity while the lessons of your density continue. While the lessons of third density continue, there's always entities that are guarding these people, so never fear that somebody Needs help and that you need to provide it to them because they're always being helped. And if the time comes, when they need your help, trust me, their guardians, angels, higher self, whatever you want to call them, they will direct them to you. You will not direct them to you. So you just wait. You wait. And you know that they're being helped. You know that this whole universe is just one big loving mom taking care of everybody in different ways, different entities and so on, but keep that in mind because um, I myself, I'm saying it to to listen to myself. Sometimes I look at the camera and I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to myself. So here I'm saying, I'm saying it to myself too from In the past, I I had, especially when you wake up to all of this, you just want to help people and say, look at all the stuff that I found. You should really become aware of this. And the more you try, the more you realize that you cannot help them. You know, they're going through their process. And, you know, it's, oh my God, I can go on for a while here. But that is the point. Everybody's being helped. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show and just help yourself. You always are in need of help of yourself or the apparent self, whenever it manifests. Question six, Don says, could you give an example of negative polarization sharing love of self? It would seem to me that 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 would deplete negative polarization. Could you expand on the concept? Oh yeah. Uh, Ross says, we may not use examples of known beings due to the infringements, this would cause, thus we must be general. Makes sense? Ross says the negatively oriented being will be one who feels that it has found power that gives meaning to its existence, precisely as the positive polarization does feel. This negative entity will strive to offer these understandings to other selves, most usually by the process of forming the elites, the disciples, the teaching, the need, and rightness of the enslavement of other selves for their own good. These other selves are conceived to be dependent upon the self and in need of the guidance and the wisdom of the self. This is where the Creator splits. This is the moment of split of um, duality and godliness, until a certain point when it coalesces again into one. That would be sixth density. Third density is the split, is the choice. Third density is where entities decide to become God as a whole or become God as a self, and um, as a separate self, now I say. So you can see the positive and the negative. The positive is called the true path because it kind of clicked right away that, oh, just makes sense, we're all one. So I am God. But if I am God, everything is God, because I am one with the universe. That is a positive path, the path of truth. Some people say, oh, well, how can you be true? How can you be right? That's true. Well, I mean, do the test. I may be wrong for you because you seek a separate self path of godliness. That's fine. I'm not going against that. I'm not going to reject your view of the world, however, if in some level you agree that unity is the nature of the universe, then there is no way you can deny that thinking yourself God in the sense of part or the God, the Godhead, you are that, you know, that art uh, thou. Thou art that. I forgot. Um, That is the point where you say, okay, this is the the path of truth. truth. But is the negative side that is interesting here, right? The one that separates itself and how does it do it? How does it decide that is the cell? Well, first they say, the negatively oriented being will be one who feels that it has found power that gives meaning to its existence, precisely the same as the positive polarization does feel. So they they first find power power in the self, and say, you know, it's that aggrandizing, you know, that bigotry type of feeling, which is a valid one, you know, for everybody. I mean, I've felt it to some degree. We've all felt it. It's the ego inflating. There, it's very uncomfortable for people who are naturally positive, because there is a sort of um, uh, cognitive dissonance that is happening. You know, at some level, and says, like, what am I becoming? You know, who am I? But it can happen. You know, you can just polarize towards the negative. That's fine. Being a positive being, even a six wonder, you know, positive being, doesn't matter. So, um, you feel that. And that's how you start. This negative entity will strive to offer these understandings to other selves, much like we do as well. We try to share, you know, unity. They, try to share separateness, most usually by the process of forming the elite. An elite is always like, we are the best. Does that sound familiar? Government, religion, monarchies and so on. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the elite. We are the head and you are our... Um, um, what's the word? I think it better in Spanish always. Uh, my minions, you are minions of my monarchy, of my government, of my system of ruling, religion as well. The disciples, yes, oh, I have disciples, you know, I'm the master, you know, I'm here, I'm I'm Guru Gabo, Gabe the the Guru, (laughs) GG, Gabe the Guru, Um, so you are my disciples, you're here to listen to me. Uh, and teaching the need of rightness, rightness, oh. <laughs> rightness of the enslavement. It's right. It's okay to enslave people. You know, uh, at first it was just physically. I mean, it was blunt. It was just like right in your face. Ah, I own you. <laughs> then it was like, oh, you know, they, they're caught on to this. So let's just create something more clever, like the monetary system. We will enslave them that way. We'll give them the illusion that they need that and so we're slaves of money. Now the enslavement is being done uh, differently because money is becoming, you know, everybody's looking at money and saying like, okay, what what is money? (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. Um, Now the enslavement is through information. It's information enslavement uh, being dependent on the information that they provide you. And, you know, they're doing everything else that you can extrapolate from this. I I don't want to get into this. But you, you're, you're very perceptive. You can see where this is going on. So the enslavement of other selves for their own good. Uh, follow the money. If you've ever heard that term, follow the money. Yes, you'll see where, where it benefits. These other selves are conceived to be dependent upon the self and the need of the guidance and the wisdom of the self. Uh, you know, you know when the, when the. When the church says you have to do something, you know, and you're dependent upon them, yep, sure. Um, When the government would say it, when the monarchy would say it, I mean, even now the monarchy has some some saying. When the CDC says something, (coughs) don't get my channel banned, please. um, (laughs) You can just feel this, you know, going, it's just the enslavement by saying you depend on me and in my guidance and the wisdom of myself. You don't have wisdom, only I do. So you poor minions need to do what I say because I'm wise. You know, this can also be you know, taken to your favorite guru who may say this, you know, like, do uh, as I say, not as I do, <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, this is the end of um, this first part. The next question is, quite large so i'm not going to get into that um so yeah um it's a oh yeah it's a long one and it's going to be something different so i'm going to leave it at this um conclusions all right so we cover a couple of things we went back to the programming of catalyst we talked about how experience is attracted to uh south pole and you know what? Why not? Let me um, overlap it with the ending of the negative, um, which is, I, I think is something that for those who really care, I mean, for those who don't really care, you probably skip that part and just, you know, heard sounds from my voice. Uh, but for those who care about this, and I find a lot of people who care and are worried and, you know, all this stuff, I think it's important to put it into context. What does what does that mean? I, myself, have been attracted to this type of um, fear of what's going to happen on Earth. And so I can consider myself a sort of survival to this uh, fear-mongering um, climate that we have. So I'll overlap it with that. Let's start with the attraction of energies. Call it energy, which forms catalysts, and catalysts, becomes experience and this experience is processed by us remember I do mention where I did mention that you should go watch the Kundalini video which was from last session and you can understand a little bit more you know how this process works from all the other energy centers but the first thing is that you will attract catalysts to you this will overlap nicely with the last question and the negative part But you program this. You program, let's just put it this way. You program the sensitivity to specific catalysts that will be attracted to you. You will stop being sensitive to this once you have um, processed and accepted this type of catalyst in your life. You have been doing this. This is not something new. It'll start happening now because, you became aware, or more aware, or you're expanding your consciousness, or you wake up, or whatever. It's been happening all your life. You can see that catalyst, not repression of catalyst. That would only make it come stronger. Because if you repress something and it comes again and it cannot do anything, it'll come stronger and stronger to uh, kind of combat that resistance that you're having, that repression, and eventually that's what causes cancer and so on because. There's more energy trying to flow through you, and you're just blocking it from the roots. So, this is how you allow it. Just accept it, accept it, accept it. Don't worry. I mean, experience what you have to experience anger, you know, rage, sadness, depression, anxiety, whatever. Just know that it's fine. Uh, far from me to give, you know, specific advice here, that's just the process. You need to accept everything in your life. So this leaves, uh, leads into um, how you program sensitivity to possible catalysts to be fearful of the elites, which is a uh, necessary evil. I mean, I've never said that phrase with the mo- in the most accurate scenario or context. It's, a, it's an indispensable um, evil. You cannot dispense from this. You cannot um, go without this, you need this. This evil that we call, which is again, a moral polarity. uh, You can even uh, tie it in with ethic polarity, which is service to self, service to others. Um, But in any case, you're seeing, what you're seeing is it's the social climate. See how Ra said that all of us, I wish I could go back, but it's just too many clicks away. Um, but they said, actually, I have it here somewhere. Um, that all of us, see, these givens apply to millions of your peoples. These givens that we were in the social climates that was going to suscitate this, especially depending on your age, you know that you are at the moment where you have experienced so far up until now to see this in a either fresh or a very veteran way all things that are coming to you so it's time to accept in the way that things are going to be this way because that's how they are and you program yourself to be sensitive to this so you can accept it all you need to do is accept it accept it as something that it that makes this the paradise that it is people people would uh, rebuke what I just said vehemently. They would say, oh, how can you call this a paradise? This is hell. Don't you see what's happening? And I just refuse to see it that way. I know what is happening. I mean, I'm not being blind to what's happening. I'm pretty open to (laughs) my views of the world uh, and I post about it very often. but I just don't think that we should get dragged into that, you know. I mean, you could. I just don't think it's helpful for you know your evolution of consciousness to be more um, the world, to be more everything, to be whole. So again, this is just my advice. I think you know things are the way they are because it's it's, it's causing that for people who are sensitive to this and program. I tell you, there's a lot of people who don't care at all what's happening in the world. Not at all. At all. Um, and that's fine. You know, we don't have to push them, you know, the, the views. And it's just how it is. They don't care. Whatever it is, this is what I have to do. I'll do it. Oh, this is what... OK, I, I'm fine. That is perfectly fine. They're going through their program and they are not sensitive to this. But if we are, then this is how it works and we just have to accept it, in life or in death. End of this video, uh, part two. It's going to cover a little bit more programming, I think, or service to others as here. Uh, I haven't read it, probably did, and I forgot. <laughs> uh, but in any case, we'll cover that. Thank you so much for watching, being part of this and loving this content as much as I do, because I I'm glad that I can share this with people and that people can take anything of value, Um, and that to me is just good enough. Um, Links in the description for supporting the channel or myself if you want to do that. And what is indispensable this time is that you like, subscribe if you haven't, share it with people who may enjoy this type of content in your view, always, and that's it. I have nothing else to say, but I love you because you are myself right there. You're listening to your own voice, and I'm listening to my own voice here, and I'm running out of words, so that's it. I'll see you in part two of session 50.